Welcome in to We Talk Facts with nine-year NBA veteran and Nebraska basketball Hall of Famer Eric Strickland and two-time Nebraska football national champion Lester Johnson. Talking shh and taking names in sports and day-to-day living. Sit back, relax, and join the show with nine-year NBA vet and Nebraska basketball Hall of Famer Eric Strickland and two-time Nebraska football national champion, Clester Johnson. Welcome to uh, You Talk Facts. Eastrick here. My partner is coming on as well onto the live stream, Cluster Johnson. It is WTF. We Talk Facts. It is another Tuesday. I mean, shoot, I'm my bad. It's another Thursday. <laughs> Thirsty Thursday, Strick. Yeah. Come on now. Thirsty Thursday. How can I forget Thirsty Thursday? <laughs> my goodness. Um, Sebo, man, welcome to the show. Harrison Arms is on the ones and twos. It is great to be here with you guys, as always, on We Talk Facts today. Cluster Johnson, how are you, my friend? Feeling good. Weather's good. Uh, you know, hey, another day, another time I get to hang out with my fellas. Let's do it. Yes, sir. Harrison, what's going on back there in Lincoln? How are you, my guy? We're smiling in Lincoln. We got our first road game, Strick. <laughs> the the Hoops team got it done. You saw it. Massive jump. Uh, net rankings, Ken Palm rankings, whatever you want to look at. But yeah, things are going good here. Not just for the basketball program, but you look at the track team. Things are up in Lincoln. It, it's a good time. Shout out to the Nebraska Cornhuskers who get it done by 15 on the road. Mm-hmm. It looks shaky. If, if you're a fan of the show called um, uh, Wilding Out. There's a Wilding Out show that uh, Nick Cannon has. And there's a part on there where there's a guy that does a, a skit with a referee jersey on and he brings the two comedians together and he says, Rada Root. And, <laughs> and whenever they say something funny or, or really not funny, but kind of on the fringe, he says, shaky, shaky. Very shaky for what the Huskers have done uh, on the road, it looked very reminiscent of a, of a Minnesota game early on. But what that goes to tell you and what it goes to show you is that there was resilience. There was a, a fight in them. There was lessons that were learned. And they came through in the end and preserved the win on the road. Their first Big Ten win. Class, what's your initial thoughts on what you saw and, and, and how, you, how you felt about the game from beginning to end? I like the fact that they swept them, okay? I mean, I, you know, Indiana is one of those programs that, um, you know, they kind of lost some of their luster since uh, the, the um, since Coach, um, God, why, why am I losing his Bill, name? Uh, Knight? Knight, Bobby Knight. Knight, Knight, since Coach Knight has, uh, you know, they were considered a, like kind of like a blue blood. A blue blood. They're still yeah, blue blood. But, they're still blue blood. Do you think? You think they, they still consider blue blood? You think? Yeah. Cluster, yeah, well, cluster I, 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 is Nebraska football blue blood? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. All right, Harrison. All right, Harrison. <laughs> you win. Hey, Harrison, talk your facts. Talk your you facts, Harrison. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm not going to say my alma mater is not a blue blood. They, they ain't definitely a blue blood. But uh, like you said, he, on the road, it does not matter to me if it's shaky or not, because sometimes you got to win ugly. And yes, mm. that was an ugly game, but 
a 15 point ugly win, I'll take that all day. Yeah. I'll take that all day. I think it's a great confidence booster, uh, especially going into the Big Ten tournament. And um I, I know I'm jumping ahead of the head of the head of the story, but I, hopefully this is the year where we win one, huh? Can we get one in the tournament? E? Well, and that's why I think it was so important. This next stretch cluster, when you're talking about the Indiana Hoosiers program, this next, not Indiana Hoosiers, but the Nebraska Cornhusker program, this next stretch is going to tell you a lot about what you've seen in the beginning, the lessons that were learned. This is just one test that they had to show the lessons and the growth of the program from what happened in Minnesota earlier in the Big Ten season. Um, they could have easily faltered. I mean, you talk about like a 26 to to five or eight run yeah. over the course of a long stretch of the second half, and you're talking about this team got down or, or Indiana closed the gap to only three. Yeah. Closed the gap. And it looked bad all across the board. But what, what's crazy about this Husker team is that a guy that had been struggling all year, a guy that had been going through huge, you know, roller coaster rides of emotions and feelings in Jamarcus Lawrence, he's the one that shows up for you that night. Yeah. I mean, his numbers were six, six for eight, five for five from three, tied for the lead in rebounds, led the team uh, in assists, and only had one turnover. And, and came off the bench with only 23 minutes. So it seems to me that that role is helping to kind of just ease him and give him a little bit more peace, take a little bit of pressure off of him. And he came in when they needed him because it was a, it was some big shots he hit, a couple threes, one on the wing, great pass down low to, uh, uh, to Juwan Gary for the finish. And then the defense got active. Uh, they didn't lose in the rebounding uh, measures, didn't have rink mass show up. So there was a lot of things that happened in this game that it could have got ugly for them, but they didn't wilt. The fans got back into it. They didn't give up. And the next thing you know, bam. They, so I'll, they say, this. I'll say this. Obviously, you got to give the coaches some of the credit for that because when a player has kind of had an up and down season, that means they hadn't given up on him. They've consistently stayed in his ear and said, hey, listen, your moment is coming. Mm-hmm. There's nothing better than hearing a coach say that to you that's, that says, you know what, we still got we got confidence in you. At some point in time, and E, you know how it is as, as a basketball player. You know, you have those times where you have a slump, and it's just for one reason or another. You just go through that period of time. But – Eric, with you, you were multifaceted. You had some other things you could focus on, you know, like on the defensive end that, you know, you did some other things, some assists. You did some other things that really kind of showed the team that you were an asset in other areas. But sometimes if you're just a scorer and that's really what you bring to the table, um, sometimes you just got to be patient. You got to be patient. And uh, it, it seemed like that happened. Listen, their resume is 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 starting to become – Quite phenomenal. Uh, Harrison, where did they show up um, as of late in the Ken Palm? I know they were at 48, 49. Did, did they get a boost out of this, or has it not yet come out, the new the new rankings? Uh, I, I want to say if they got all the way up to in the 30, 38 right now. Let me double-check when that was up. That was updated on February 21st, though. So we'll still have to kind of wait yeah. on that. 
Yeah. And, and so what they have left, one thing that I said, here's what's crazy about what's going on. And then we'll, we'll shift and go into a, a more topics regarding NCAA basketball. But what's, what's crazy about what's happening right now, class is there after everything they've endured, everything they've gone one, they don't get enough credit class. They don't get enough credit. And what I mean by that to go 15 and O in the big 10 at home, they're not getting enough credit. We've been focused. We've been looking at the fact that they've been on the road. They can't get it done. But we've also missed the fact, the fact that they went 15 and 0. Oh, now I'm talking Big Ten. Only the one loss is to Creighton. Creighton. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that next. But but I think they deserve a little bit more credit at what they've been able to do in their resume bill. And now they're only two games out of second place in the Big Ten. Yeah, I, I, I think that um, Coach uh, Hoiberg, you, you, I mean, you got to give it up to him. I think that there was people, there was rumblings about him being on a hot seat. But I tell you what, the best way to shut everybody up is to win, right? You just got to win. You got to get in there. You got to practice. You got to focus. You got to look at films. You got to motivate. You got to talk to your you got to talk to your captains. You got to talk to your leaders and uh, you got to inspire, you know, you got to inspire and, you know, props to the fans. Like when I went to that Wisconsin wow. game, I went to that Wisconsin game. I mean, they made it really hard for the imposing team to come and play there. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean that, that crowd, it was, it was deafening. And um, you could tell that really energized them throughout the whole year and I would say Nebraska became one of the toughest places to play. I mean, probably in the country. I mean, it, it yeah, it's tough. Uh, it's, it's tough. It's tough. It was good. It was a great year for them. No doubt about it. Um, let, let's also, in the shift of the focus of, of, of the topic, we're, we're staying in NCAA basketball right now. Um, something special happened this year, class, that, that hasn't happened in the state of Nebraska, period, uh, in a long time. And that in the same year, the two prominent Nebraska programs beat number one teams in the country mm. in the same year. Nebraska knocking off Purdue, and now the Creighton Blue Jays getting their shot. Now, now what, what's crazy is, you know, Purdue ends up, and we're going to talk about the number one seeds and the potentials of that and March Madness on the way, but the craziness is this. It was it was a tough battle in that UConn had records going against them in that out of 21 games against ranked opponents, they haven't won. So that's right. one thing that they're fighting against coming in as a number one team. Yeah. Creighton looked as if, you know, the matchup and you was looking at the big matchup between Kalkbrenner and Klingon mm -hmm. and they shot the lights out of the ball. It looked like the game against Nebraska the way that they played UConn, they shot the lights out of the ball. Uh, and, and doggone UConn didn't have an answer for what was going on up there at uh, CHI uh, arena. Well, I, I, I'm going to say credit to the defense. I mean, when I looked at Creighton and the way they play defense, I mean, they were locking, they were locking UConn down pretty good. I mean, they, they made yeah. a lot of their shots very tough and they made UConn look a little pedestrian. Where when I which is crazy, them, yeah, which is crazy, class, because 
UConn's been looking like men amongst boys. Yes. Like they've been yes, looking they like, have. you know, they walking in with their shoulders, you know, yes. swagging and, and beating and breaking you down. So you're right. Yeah, they they I, I thought that they looked um Creighton, I feel, looks like they could be ready to make a run again. Mm. That that's what they look like to me. I mean, if they can play that way against that kind of team, because when you look across the country, you don't have an unbeatable. You don't have that team. Like, I think we were kind of looking at UConn that way for a second. But now, Creighton made them look like, hey, listen, there's chinks in your armor. Aha! Uh-huh. Like this. Aha! That's what we saw. Aha! Uh-huh. So, so anyway, I you know, Really, in the NCAA tournament, it really just comes down to matchups. You know, where you going to be in the country? And I thought Creighton had a really good draw last year. Let's see what happens this year. Because if they get put in the right situation, I think they'll have an opportunity to make a run. Because they, I mean, they got an inside, they got an outside, they got mid range. I mean, they got a lot going for them. Yes, man. Listen, March Madness is on the way. A team has snuck up and popped their head out like a -a whack-a-mole and popped into the number one seeds, and that is the Arizona Wildcats finding themselves going to be the right now, as as it stands, you know, barring anything crazy happens out there. uh, They're looking right now as if they're going to possibly be the number one seed out in the West. Obviously, things can change. Uh, They've gone 7-1 and since they lost to uh, Washington State, which wasn't a great loss for them, but um, they, they, they're favored in the Pac-12, and if they continue to make this run, uh, that could possibly be the case. Watch out, though, because teams like uh, North Carolina are looming uh, with, with have been playing great under my former teammate uh, Hubert Davis. You know, you always got Kansas there. You had a couple of slip-ups. They've got a couple uh, tough matchups left with Marquette and then also Tennessee, and and watch out, Alabama is kind of doing something. They made a turn, and we're going to talk about uh, a little oh, yeah. bit about the local talent that has been balling and playing out of control uh, as of late. We're going to get to that later on in the show. But right now it looks as if Purdue's going to head up in the west. Um, Houston will head up in the south. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, in the midwest. Houston in the south, Arizona in the west, and Yukon in the east. Um, who do you think – at this point has the potential to be the overall number one with things left. Here's what we got. I think Purdue still has a pretty tough run at it. They've got some tough games still ahead of them. I think they still have to play Illinois and they still have to play Wisconsin one more time. Uh, Houston, one of the toughest conferences in the country out of the big 12. And we know how it is when you go on the road, anything can happen because we've seen that over the course of this season, very tough to win on the road these days. You got Arizona that is obviously easy to get popped at any given moment down there as well. And then UConn playing in a tough conference and they struggle on the road. So here you go. That's what we have left in front I'm gonna of tell us. You who's who's gonna gonna be, I'm going to tell you who's going to be the overall number one. And then I would love to hear Harrison, what you have to say about this very knowledgeable gentleman we have on our show, but it's going to come down to Eric how each one of these top four teams play in their conference. Okay. If, if UConn, Houston, Purdue, or Arizona look 
very, very, uh, very good in their tournaments, they're going to have a shot to be number one. And obviously, the less the wins you have, uh, like UConn, Houston, Purdue, all only have three losses overall. I think the number one is going to come out of those three, honestly. And whoever wins their tournament and in <clears throat> dominant fashion, I think will get the overall number one seed. Harrison, you're looking yeah, I'm I'm actually right with you, Cluster. You look at you look at where it's at right now. UConn twenty four and three, Purdue twenty three and three, twenty three and three, the quad one, quad two, everyone's pretty much got three losses, quad one, undefeated after that, quad two and on. It's gonna come down to these conference tournaments. It, it's so close right now, and it, it's kind of one of those feelings at one point I would have said Purdue, uh, but they're not peaking right now. You even a lot of these teams where they just had a bad loss to Ohio State, so Whichever one of these teams is kind of humming in true form, much like Nebraska is, even though they don't got a shot to be a number one. You look at Nebraska, they're playing really good basketball. Whoever's having that stretch when it gets to these conference tournaments, with the way these records lay right now, that's going to decide who gets that true one overall seed. Yeah, well, here's what's at, crazy. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was mm-hmm. going to say, when you looked at uh, UConn last year, that's kind of that's kind of when they start to peak. So I think what we want to look at, guys, is – who are those teams like right now that starting to get hot? Mm-hmm. Like there's these teams, they just started to get hot and then it just kind of carries over into the tournament. That's what happened to UConn last year. I remember watching them and they just start to look unbeatable. And I want to say they, they beat pretty much everybody almost by 20 points in the tournament last year. If I'm not, if I can remember, they were slaughtering teams last year. Well, right now, as we look at things, Purdue is on the way playing at home against Rutgers, and the game is off to a 25-21 to 21 start in the first half with just about halfway through the first half. But here's the matchup. The test is going to come. Where's the revenge factor? Arizona gets tonight at 10 p.m. on FS1. They're going to get re- re- an opportunity to get revenge on Washington State as they come into Tucson to face them. I think you just got to kind of go down, go down the uh, uh, everything and look at the the matchups that are coming down the pipeline over the next week or so as they prepare to go into their conference tournaments. Who has the toughest looks? Who has the toughest schedules? It's going to show who's got the the greatest medal to hold on and and fight it out. But I, as I also would have to agree with you, that it's going to come down to this. Let's shift back. To, to, to the Nebraska situation. Uh, Nebraska has the easiest, I think, outside of Wisconsin. They have one of the easiest methods. Wisconsin still, well, actually not. Wisconsin still has, I think, one more, but Northwestern. So it's Northwestern and and uh, Nebraska have uh, some, some pretty easy looks down the stretch. Uh, they got to get revenge. They should have that on their mind as Minnesota comes in. And then... You know, you got to go back on the road and you got to go and be road warriors. Once again, you've got two more opportunities on the road. I think if they run three and two, Nebraska has a chance, a minimum of three and two, four and one. I think four and one gets Nebraska into the fourth slot for the double by. Is that important to you guys? Do you think that's important, the double by, or just to show improvement on last year where you've constantly over the Hoiberg era? You've constantly found yourself in the 10 to 14 slot where you're playing on that first night and you have to run the gamut of five games. Is is do you think just getting the one day by and getting 
uh, into that uh, that that upper mid tier, or getting that double buy would just be something that would be uh, an expectation that was unexpected, and it would take the program to another level. Um, I, I'll, I'll say this: you never know, E, when you they have to seize the moment now. Okay. These type of years are just, just haven't been guaranteed with Nebraska, right? So if you got an opportunity to get a double buy, because I'm looking at this schedule and it's very, very doable. Uh, mm-hmm. Minnesota, Ohio State, Rutgers, Michigan, they have a real opportunity to win all these games. And it, they do. Even even on the road. I mean, I know it's tougher on the road, but they have an opportunity to win. And if they can get a double buy, because next year, whatever happens next year is not going to be guaranteed. Um, they are going to be the hunted, especially if they have quite a few people coming back. They will be the hunted. People will be expecting them to have a higher expectations. So right now you got to seize the moment right now. You got to get busy right now, baby. Get busy. Harrison, before I let you chime in, we saw this before this same, this same opportunity existed. And I think, you know, one thing that I can say is that we, as a program going even back to cluster and I's time, we looked at each other, not, it, it, it was, it was a way that we looked at each other as inspiration. You know what I mean? So like when 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 the football team at one point was, you know, taking losses and taking lumps and wasn't able to get over the hump, there was periods where I think they probably looked at us and the way that we were progressing and the things that we were doing and, and the, the wins against Kansas and the likes of them. And they were looking at us as, as like a propel of inspiration because the football team was in this same predicament where they literally had it right in their hands as an opportunity, as you said, and they didn't seize the opportunity. Yes, we have a lot of dynamics with the quarterback situation, all this stuff happening, but it still was was right in their grasp, and they didn't seize that moment. So you, what do you say Nebraska has it in their grasp? Should they, they, they need to seize it right now and not worry about it? Because kids today, y'all, class, Harrison, <laughs> kids today think they'd be like, you know what, we got next year. You know, we all coming back. We're going to do it next year. Man, shoot, you know, bump what everybody's saying. We we, we going to be them next year. Bump next year is right now. Right now. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, look at what the Husker volleyball team did this year. They're all, pretty much all those yeah. guys coming back. They didn't say next year. No, they went, yeah. they got all the way to the damn championship game. And yeah. that's the yeah. same attitude. I mean, you, you said it. They control their destiny. Don't leave it up to chance. You don't want to be sweating it out on Selection Sunday, especially if you look at how Nebraska's done. And the Big Ten tournament passed. I know this is a better team, but you just don't want to be sweating that day out. And where they're at right now, yes, they're easier games, but they're also not going to be great wins. So you totally control your destiny. You have to, like you said, at least get you know three of these. Uh, four would be great, but these losses are going to hurt you more than a win's going to help you. So you got to take care of business. When you get to the Big Ten tournament, you'd want to be looking at that as we need wins to make sure that when we get to Selection Sunday, we're not sitting there. Uh, just sweating it out. So I think they, they've kind of gotten that. It was a good – I mean, you win by 15 points. You get your first road win. So I think that's clicking with them. But I'm with you guys. You, you can't take it for granted. You want to get that double buy. Yeah, and and, and and here's why it's important. Because ultimately, matchups and seeding is huge. 
the 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 more if you can pull off a four one three two and get two in the tournament, get to the semis in the tournament, you could be looking at a possible five seed, four seed. Now you can be thinking about matchups as, as you know a good favorable matchup for you. Uh I mean, I, I like how you're thinking, E, but five seed, ooh, oh man, that not sure about that one. But listen, what, what they're, they're sitting at like at 10 or 9 right now. Like okay. right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. no doubt. No doubt. I would like to see Nebraska. Listen, I think what would really help them is to close the season out on a high note. Like you said, three and two is realistic. Four and one is I just think it gives them tons of confidence. Uh, going into uh, going into the tournament, I think if they win four games, they're going to get an automatic bid. If they don't, you know, do much in the tournament, um, you know, that probably put them at about twenty, what twenty three wins, probably twenty two, twenty three. If they if they go four and one, they got twenty two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, twenty two wins. Right. Um, yeah, that that in in a Power Five conference, I mean, that that gets you into the con- the, the tournament for sure. I think so. And they got a number one win. They got a win against Wisconsin. They got a win against Michigan State. I mean, they got some really good wins. All right. Well, there it is. We're going to come back. We're going to talk a little bit about what's your favorite place? Where, when you're watching these type of games that went on with Creighton and Nebraska and some of your best games, the Super Bowl, whatever the game is for you, where do you like to watch it? In the confines of your own home, or do you like to go and toast one up at a bar somewhere? We're going to talk about those diff- different dynamics when we come back right here on We Talk Facts. Back to We Talk Facts on 937 The Ticket and the Ticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Strick and Cluster. Thank you for your joining us on We Talk Facts. Uh, East Strick, Cluster Johnson, as well as Harrison Arns. Every Thursday right here, 6 to 7, is where you can find us on all streaming platforms to include Allo Channel 961. Sider Hammond text line is always open to you. We did have a text from the text line. I will share that before we get into the next topic. Um, but that number uh, for you guys to chime in is 402-464-5685 if you want to join into the conversation. Shout out to unnamed texter 0555 who did make this known to me. It's something we did share on the block, but we're definitely going to share it because we talk facts. We're going to talk about these facts that were presented because um, I don't have the exact number, but over the stretch, I believe from uh, February 11th of last year, I think it was February 11th. It was the first, first 2023, February 1st, 2023. February 1st of 2023, the University of Nebraska finds itself only second to the University of Purdue as far as win percentage in the Big Ten. They've been better than all the other teams over that stretch, over that period, second to only Purdue in win percentage. That's a crazy stat, but that is a fact. And I know a lot of people may not know that. Thank you for uh, uh, letting us know that we can share that information here. That's what this show is all about, right? We talk facts, right? We talk facts. We talk facts. But here's uh, here's something. I want to know your facts, 402-464-5685. 
there's there's a place where everybody feels good, feels comfortable. You either like to get around your friends, you like to be around your boys, you like to be in the spot. You even like to maybe be in the game. You like to be in, in, in present. I can tell you personally this. Whenever I go to a hockey game, I don't like to watch it on TV. I prefer to be in, in the arena to watch the game. Probably soccer the same way. There's a few places that I'd like to be in the arena. Football games, because it's so hectic and all the parking and all the extra stuff of trying to get into the stadium. I prefer to sit in my living room and watch it on the couch. But we would love to hear from you on that. But let's talk about it. Because where is it that you feel good? You feel comfortable? Do you like to be at home where you can just go in your kitchen, get your, you know, mix up a turkey bake or whatever? What, what, what's that thing you cook, class? The class, class cooked this phenomenal some type of bake that I ended up going nuts <laughs> and ham on that I can't cook myself, but I love it when I'm at his house. Taco bake. <laughs> taco bake. Taco That's bake. what it is. I was thinking of some cuisine. Yeah. and then just, Okay, Man, taco bake. Taco bake. <laughs> uh, you know, I like to break it down like this here, E, because this is a very intriguing question. Sometimes, okay, obviously Super Bowl, you want to be at home with a bunch of people. We know these Super Bowl tickets are, you know, $20,000 for the nose. Two million for a suite. <laughs> Two million for a suite. Uh, football games, I like to agree with you. Unless I have someone playing, I like to be in the stadium watching the game. If I have a vested interest in somebody, I like to be there. Now, if I'm at home, oh, ain't nothing like football Saturday because you can flick, you can flick, mm-hmm. you can have multiple TVs, you, you can have your screen on two, three, four different games. That's a fact. I, I'm not really big on on betting, but I got a lot of buddies. They got parlays <laughs> after parlay after parlay going on, right? Yeah. Volleyball. Oh man, listen. Volleyball games in Nebraska have become premium, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Man, I, it's been nearly impossible for me to get to a volleyball game. <laughs> but I can only imagine, because watching it on TV is really exciting. Yeah, it's exciting. Mm-hmm. Man, think about being in the stadium. Like, I mean, I just know it's crazy there, right? Uh, basketball games. They're not as exciting watching them on TV as they are being in the stadium. You know, when I went to that Nebraska game, I could, I, again, I and I've been to many Creighton games, I just couldn't believe if, if you have fans that have a vested interest in that team, there's nothing like being at the game. Um, but I, I could keep going. I could keep going. We'll pause. I'm a, I'm a, Give an assist over and pass it to Harrison. T- t- let's talk about you, Harrison. What's what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I-, I might be a little scarred just because of how it's gone for for Nebraska in recent years. This year's been great, uh, but a lot of my experiences actually going to these atmospheres has been a lot of complaining around with the fans because the product just hasn't been great. So it kind of scarred me a little bit. Now you'll catch me at home on my own couch watching a lot of the games, but I will say volleyball games. You got to be there in person Uh, this year for basketball. You got to be there when the team's good. It's hard to ever beat that environment. But when it comes to pro sports, like you won't, I I don't think I've ever sat down and really watched a full baseball game on TV. I got to be at that event live. There's, there's plenty of those pro sports where I'd rather just sit back, watch it on TV, especially go to the NBA. 
Am I going to pay all this money, fly out to LA, go see the Los Angeles Lakers, and oh, LeBron's taking a rest day? It's not fun. So I'd rather pro sports. I'll watch it on TV. If it's a good college atmosphere, I'm going to the arena every time if the opportunity is available. I'm a, let me let me let me chime in really fast, Eden, and I'll, I'll listen. There's nothing like the Olympics, right? When I'm watching the Olympics, I love sitting at home and flicking through and watching all the different events. Um, that's and then swimming. Like I can definitely sit and watch swimming on TV, especially during you know those Olympic times. I I remember watching Michael Phelps during that time. It was so fascinating to watch him dominate. Uh, and then some of the ladies, Gabby, Gabby, um, yeah. Gabby Douglas, watching her yeah. in gymnastics too. It's like yeah. I, I, I agree. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. E. No, 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 no. Go ahead, finish. Um, so it, sometimes it has to do with the moment. Sometimes it has mm-hmm. to do with the moment. So like Olympics, like me, I was a track runner, so I can watch track anytime on TV. There's nothing like watching the 100, the 200, the 400. I mean, these these events are so fascinating. They're so fascinating. And that's probably one of the – track is probably one of those uh, sports where women are pretty equal to men in fascination. Right. Mm-hmm. Like when I watch a woman's basketball game versus a man's basketball game, you know, this you could tell there's there's not a lot of similarities going on. But when you watch track, uh, you know, triple jump, long jump, you see some of these these ladies. I mean, so good. So good. Those are those are those times where you go, you know what? They are special because neither one of us could go run a 10 nothing right now. We <laughs> can't. We can't even run an eleven something right now. Ten, ten times two for yeah. me. <laughs> so, uh, you know, but but there's some there, there's probably some sports I I don't watch. I just kind of flick through, and that's probably like uh, um, what's the one where they you know La- I probably don't watch a, I probably don't watch a lot of hockey. I probably don't watch a lot of uh, lacrosse, baseball, lacrosse, lacrosse. You know, I. I Lacrosse is just not fascinating to me at all. When I watch it on TV, just it's I wouldn't watch that probably at any time. But uh but I'm gonna tell you what I would watch that's been fascinating me has been curling. Yeah. Curling. I'm with you there. Okay. That that is an awesome. These ladies they be screaming in the middle. Ah! You know what I mean? They go crazy. And it's been getting me. I see a curling on TV, I stop and I watch it. I'm with y'all yeah, the curling. I, 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 I'm gonna let Harrison get in, but I'm gonna give two. Um, there's, there's, there's one thing that I've been to that I was absolutely fascinated about. I can watch a little bit of it on TV, but when you're in this, the presence of this event, it is absolutely phenomenal. It's nothing like the power. It's nothing like, you know, watching the fans really like get involved. And like they're serious, like serious fans. And that was F1, uh, Formula One racing. When I went to the Formula One racing in Brussels, Belgium, to watch that, how those guys, you know, you've got this crew that's with Verstappen and then this crew with Leonard Hamilton. And then you've got this other crew with Saez and they're all from different countries. And so all these countries are coming out and they're getting involved. Absolutely phenomenal. Hey, um, I'm there's enough. 
Oh, I was going. Sorry, no, no, go, go, ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish. I was going to say a no. major, a major golf tournament on a Sunday. When when yeah. Tiger Woods was playing, uh, when he was, you know, I bet you those ratings was through the roof. Now, don't get me wrong; they're still good. They're still good. When when a major is on TV, yeah. I hope I didn't steal your thunder, Harrison. Not at all. <laughs> no. But but a golf a golf major. Listen, during those times when Tiger Woods was on top of his game, he was bringing people to the TV that didn't even know, couldn't even spell golf, right? They were there to watch that. It was so fascinating. And still today, when, when I when I see a, a PGA tournament on a Sunday, uh, it just how fascinating, how focused you have to be and how the leaderboard can just all of a sudden just change. Uh, th- that's pretty fascinating stuff too, golf. The, the, the last one for me that I can watch in both, that the intensity of it is absolutely phenomenal, but there's nothing like being in the arena during a UFC fight. That mm. thing is off the meat rack. It is off the chain to be in a premium UFC fight. Never been one. Some of the big stars, uh, the energy in the, and not only is outside the arena, inside the arena, the lines that go around the arena just to, just to go into like the, to get the souvenirs. It's absolutely crazy how that is. Harrison, before we go to break, go ahead, break it down. Yeah. I mean, some of the ones, I don't know if you guys have ever seen it, but you guys ever seen the skeleton racing in the Olympics? If over some of those no. other Olympics where it's just, it's just like the bobsled where they go down that massive ice. It's just a two where you get high speeds and they're just riding it. One man on a sled, absolutely flying. Meaning when he's leaning back. No, they're the like, they're, they're leaning back. They're, they're laying forward. down. They're laying down flat like this with their chin just above the ice, and they are shooting down this massive thing. Normally, you see it with the bobsled and the four-man team. They have a skeleton. To me, that's just insanity. Um, Also, UFC events. I don't know if you guys have ever watched any bare-knuckle boxing. Those guys are just different animals. To me, that's just – I would never want to be there. Yeah, it's just insane to watch. Uh, UFC bare knuckle, bare knuckle is just a little crazy for me. And one from the text line here. Are you getting into the slap? Are you getting into no, the slap? Now? I'm not I'm watching the slap. The slap is, the slap is idiot. That's that's too dumb for me. I can't get I've been that watching the slap. This. I have been watching the slap, and it is intriguing. Uh, would it's I ever funny. do it? No. But, no. but boxing, I'm a huge. E, e knows I'm a huge boxing fan. I mean, I I I, I listen to this guy pretty regularly. It's uh, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, it's, it's my guilty pleasure. His name is Fanon Boxing. He, he's on every day. I don't get to watch him every day, but you would be shocked at the number of people around the country that talk boxing every single day, and they send this dude money because, you know, he's debating with everybody. Everybody got these questions, and he loves to talk about Crawford. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure Crawford hates Fanon. Because all he, you know, he's he's one of those antagonists. He's an antagonist, and he knows what he's doing. He's trying to get under your skin because he wants you to take these boxing messages. Uh, so anyway, love boxing. Yeah, there it is. We're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about some of the local talent, those who have been balling, balling. Your Hunter Salases, your Baylor Shiremans, uh, your Chucky Hepburns, guys that have went on to do it at a huge uh, level on a national scale. Latrell Rysell Jr. now with with number three seed at this point, Alabama. He's making a a huge impact for them. 
we're going to talk about them and we're going to give just our thoughts and we want to hear your thoughts. And we'll get to that text question when we come back that Harrison uh, had as well. But we're going to talk about who do we think has the potential and maybe rate them of how we think they may get to the league. We'll come back right here at WTF. Back to We Talk Facts on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Strick and Cluster. Back for the final segment of We Talk Facts. The fellas, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the local talent that has been balling out of control. We're going to start with William Kyle out of Bellevue West out there at South Dakota State getting it in, balling. Uh, Frankie Fiddler at Omaha. Hunter Salas out there in Wake Forest. Trelly, the Trail Wrightsell Jr. out there in Alabama getting busy. St. Thomas, I can't remember where St.'s at, but I, I know he transferred. Um, yeah, I where Saint? Where does Saint end up? Saint 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 Thomas. Yeah, I'm looking, trying to find remember. it right now. Well, I'll, I'll let you Thomas, know. Yeah, you fill me in on that. Chucky Headburn obviously is out there. I think Saint is at Northern Colorado. No, that's it. That's yeah. exactly right. He's at Northern Colorado. Yep. Uh, but he's balling. Like he's he's balling. Like right. Yeah. He's. Now. I think he's, he's averaging uh, eighteen to twenty 18 somewhere points. in that range. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when we look at a local talent, I mean, a lot of people they look around and they say. Ain't no talent in Nebraska. I beg to differ. Uh, these young men are are a special breed. They're doing wonderful things for their their respective teams. In instances, leading their team, Chucky leading point guard for one of the top you know teams in the Big Ten. Uh, Trelly comes off the bench, six man there at Alabama doing his thing. Hunter is balling out of control in the ACC, and then Saint at Northern Colorado getting it done. And William Kyle is up there catching bodies. And I'm not talking about the negative connotation of bodies. I'm talking about putting people in the rim up there at South Dakota state. So I'm just going to, I'm going to do this real quick. I want you guys to just, just give your thoughts. 402-464-5685. Out of that group of that Nebraska talent that's right now, who do you believe uh, has from a, you know, you can rank them from a standpoint to, to make their mark and go into the league, getting drafted, maybe not getting drafted, but still getting into the league and having an impact there. I'm going to say this, E. I know we talked about the transfer portal all year, so that's the theme, okay? Hunter Salas left Gonzaga, went to Wake Forest, ended up being a lot better situation. St. Thomas was in Loyola, Chicago, mm-hmm. left. Went to Trelly, left um, – Fulton, Kelsey Fulton. Fulton went to Alabama. Um, I'm telling you, it, it was it was necessary for them to do that, to be able to shine like that. So to me, that shows the power of the portal if done, you know, if done right. Because sometimes you can make, uh, you know, a, a wrong decision. You know, you, you, you can say that uh, you, you thought this might have been the spot but it ended up not being the right fit. And I, I think mm-hmm. when you look at Hunter Salas, man, that is who I thought he would be. What, mm. he, what he's doing at Wake Forest is who I thought he could potentially be. But when he was at Gonzaga, it was almost like he was a shell of himself for a couple mm. of years. He just played very robotic. I thought he mm-hmm. played very somewhat timid. 
And, and sometimes the messaging from the coach don't always resonate, even though this guy is a legend. Baylor um, Sharman's one too, class. You, mm-hmm. you, you didn't, you didn't throw him I in there. about coming, him. Yeah. yeah. Coming in, going South to Dakota State down to, yeah. So, um, I mean, but you know, you got Chucky, he's been in Wisconsin doing well. Frankie has had, I think he's had opportunities to leave UNO, but he's made that his home. He's, he's chose not to leave. Um, and who, who else? Um, William Kyle. William, well. So we, William Kyle. Now he may leave. He is still out. Leave. I was saying the jury is still out on William because yeah. he's, um, he's shown that he can dominate in that conference. He's been a highlight reel since mm-hmm. he's been up there. And um, so how I would rank them right now, you know, I put Hunter and and Shireman, I put them up there. Saint, you know, he's in a a smaller conference, but sometimes that doesn't matter. It really depends on how they do in their performance when the pro scouts are there or when they go work out for pro scouts because I feel like they're all going to get an opportunity. Um, you know, Chucky has great leadership. Obviously, we'd like to see him uh, be a, a, his, his shooting percentage go up a little bit, but you cannot question his leadership and, and his defense. defense. Um, so those are the guys right now, um, I think, have the real potential. I think Trelly has maybe a co- another couple of years. So he, he he could be on the rise because he's going to get used to the SEC. I think he's just going to get more comfortable. Well, before I'll leave it at this, I, I think the key is also when they leave and whatnot. I think if Hunter tries to leave now, I, I, I don't think he gets drafted as high as he probably could if he he shines one more year. I, I mean, I love the way that he also can play defense. He can actually be a great 3 and D guy uh, in the league because of that. But I really do believe that he probably, if he stays one more year, he can go from probably a second round pick to a first. Now, he could be a late first. Just depends on the need of the team as well. Uh, He could be a project. So there's some things I think there. Um, I think Chucky has a tremendous opportunity as a lead type of guard. But you're right. I think his shooting percentages need to go up. And everybody else, I think, will get an opportunity at some form uh, for some some uh, some opportunity throughout their their chance in the uh, as they finish but we'll see where it goes yep and we got to get wow. out of here guys cluster or strick get us out of here we're gonna head out wtf we talk facts we always thank you guys for your continued support of the show we'll see you guys next week right here six Peace. to seven Peace. Peace.